Father, speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Ephesians chapter 4. chapter 4 it says in verse 11 and that he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God unto a perfect man so we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. If you look at this verse, the ones before. The Bible is saying that God gave us pastors. He gave us apostles. He gave us prophets. He gave us teachers. He gave us evangelists. And something is supposed to happen. Alright? And what is, what is supposed to happen is to perfect the saints for the work of the ministry. I don't know if you are seeing what I'm seeing here. And he says, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And then he goes on to say in verse 13, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And 14 says that that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slates of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. It's a lot of things. Ephesians 4, 11, 12, 13, and 14. It's a lot of stuff. But let me summarize it for you as we continue to learn how to be a matured Christian. Now, look at it this way. When you go to school or when you start school, you're a child, you're a little boy, little girl, two and a half, three years old, you start school. 
there is an aim when you go to school. Or what I'm saying is that when you start play school, play school is not the end of the, 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 the mission. Play school is not the end of the vision. When you start play school, inside the plan to go to play school is becoming a medical doctor or becoming a lawyer or becoming a computer analyst or becoming a, a, a teacher or becoming a whatever. But it starts from play school. How many understand the little? So, the Bible says that we are also like that. And you see, you come to a point in life where you are no more a child. <laughs> you can't, people can't just move you around like they used to when you were in primary school. Come here. Are you there? When you get to a certain age in life, and it's not 20, it's not 30, it's not 40, sometimes it's 50 plus. You cannot be moved. You become very stable. You see, many of the things that we falter in, or many of the things that, that affect us, is because we are children. It's because we are not mature. That's why. Yes. When you get mature, there's so many things you won't do. When you're mature, you don't care about a lot of things. It's when you're young that you care about so many things. It's when you're young that so many things affect you. When you become mature, so many things don't affect you anymore. And so, life in itself is like going to school and then becoming somebody who knows a lot about sociology, philosophy, so many things about a human body, so many things about business, so many things about human behavior to the extent that you are no more a child. Let's look at the verses we are reading and, and, and understand what I'm talking about. So you start play school, you are given a teacher. You are given a school. And through the school system, you go through a series of teachings and instructions until you graduate into primary. Then from primary, you go to secondary. And then secondary, you go to tertiary. And then many people continue to go up and back. Some people drop off at primary school, which means that there are many people who come to church and never mature. Never get a degree. Never complete your education. But the purpose of the church is that we are giving teachers, we are giving pastors, we are giving instructors who will work on us in mathematics, in English, in social studies, until the day that when an exam comes, we can pass. The same thing is here. He says, for the perfecting of you to become perfect. When you go to play school, you are not perfect. When you finish university with a degree, that is why I say that the Western culture, the American system where play school children graduate is nonsense. And there's a lot of nonsense around. <laughs> you see, where I live uh, and when I go to town, 
for those of you who don't, we try to use the so-called new road they are trying to give us. Which they have done. The Jombi Bed Road. I think they should call it Jombi Bed Highway. It is, right? When you take the Jombi Bed Highway, then you get to a point where there's a detour. You have to go through a neighborhood before you get to some providence person, somewhere before you, something, some detour. Now, there's a part where you see a lot of cars get stuck. Because this small detour road that we are using, these double axle sand trucks also use that place. And they are so big that sometimes they go off the tarred road. And when you go off the tarred road, you know our country, it's pagas. So the huge tires and the weight of the truck takes the, it makes a hole. Even this morning when I was going to town, I don't know the person whether he was using the road for the first time. <laughs> a small spatio. He got stuck. Come and see how they are putting wood two by four under the vehicle to lift it for him to be able to. I'm saying that wouldn't somebody with sense put a bar and say, this road is not for heavy traffic. We ain't finished Jumbi Highway yet. When we finish the Jumbi Highway all the way to Diamond, you can use it. But this little bit of road that we have, that you have to pass through the small, uh, cheap road they have given us, they, 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 break, they break the road. So now if you're using the road, it's not nice any longer. It's not a blessing. It's not an advantage. Are you, are you with me? And so we, 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 we rise up in life. We come into the church. And many drop out in play school. Many drop out in primary school. Many of you are here, you are in, you're in primary one. By the time you get to primary three, you'll be out. And so, you don't come to the, uh, the next verse, the, uh, the 13, you don't go come to this point where the scripture says, so we all come in the unity, we all come in the unity of the faith, and to the knowledge there's a certain level of knowledge of the son of God that we need to acquire as we go through school here in the church and that is the point where the verse 14 says that that we will no longer be children who are tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine you see I took my car to a guy to do some work for me and he spent about three days on the car. He didn't help me. But he was buying parts for the car. And so after that, he hasn't helped me, but he's bought parts and put in my car. That's what he said. So I was talking to him. I said, I, I, I don't know you. I don't think you know me. He said, oh, he doesn't mind. He treats everybody the same. Now he said something. He told me that my, my power steering... Uh, uh, fluid is low. So as you check it. Because you hear it in the steering. What does it tell you? If you're smart, what, what, does, it, what does it mean? He, drive, he drove the car. How do you know that my steering is making noise because of my power steering fluid? If you didn't move the car. So where did you take my car to? Where I left my car? I thought that's where I came to meet it. 
he's, he's, he's proclaiming and professing some high level something. Then I said to myself, how did this guy know that? Because I hear the sound when I drive. It's when I drive that I hear the sound. If I sit in the car, I don't hear until I drive, move the vehicle. So he, he, he slid the cat out of the bag. Oh, you don't understand what I'm saying? Uh, are you, are you, am I talking to the wrong group of people or something? <laughs> so when you become mature, people can't push you around anymore. So, for example, the first day he said, this was a problem. The next day he said, that was a problem. Then the next day he said, another is a problem. So I, I asked myself, if I go and see a doctor, I said, I'm not feeling well. And he says that, oh, it's your eyes. Let's do an eye test. So we do an eye test and I take the results. Then he said, oh, no, it's not the eyes. It is the nose. And then he said, oh, it's not the nose. It's a, it's a kidney. Now, now, if you were, if you were, if you were, if you, if, if you are not a child, what will you do? I said, no, 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 no. let me go to another doctor. Now, when I need a second opinion. <laughs> Before I realize, he asked you to change all your body parts. So I asked him, he doesn't know me. And he didn't understand what I meant by, he doesn't know me. He thought that, you know, I, said, I said, I don't know you and you don't know me. He said, oh, no, no, I treat everybody equal. He didn't even understand what I, what I was trying to say. All the things he was telling me, I was quite saying, ah, ah, ah. But I'm not in primary school. Unfortunately, many of God's children are still in primary school. Some people, they are not passing their exams. Look at your neighbor. If he looks like somebody who's not passing their exams. <laughs> of the faith in a sense that all of us equally become people who understand who are fully into the things that we are doing for Christ. There's so many things you still do even though you've been, you've been serving God for 10 years. There's so many bad things you still do. There's so many wicked things you still do. There's so, so many disgusting and, 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 and soulful things you still engage yourself in as you are sitting and looking at me. We have not come there yet. We have not come there yet. And till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Till we come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the main thing of life. The Son of God is the life of all of us who say we are Christians. Our duty, our responsibility, our quest, and our mission is to come to know Jesus in his fullness. Not to be a church member for a long time. Not to dance. Not to sing. Not to play instruments. But to get to know God. To get to know how two plus two is equal to something. You can't go to school for years and you can't add two times four. And many people are like that. 
I mean, you, you can say it. You, you, you know it. You, you failed CXE. You, you didn't pass some subjects. You didn't pass. Yes. Some of you went to IDC as, as a corner corner to go to university. So many things. That is the same thing people are doing in the church. Because the knowledge of the Son of God, that is where many people fall short. We don't know the Son of God. It is the knowing of the Son of God that will make us a perfect person, a perfect man. It's a perfect man is somebody who has gone to school, got to university, gotten a degree, has a nice job. Then he begins to live his life. Without those foundations in life, life is, is somehow a bit challenging. And that's all you see around. There are many people who don't go to school and don't achieve things in life academically. It's a lot of hustling and rustling. And, is it rustling and hustling? You are quiet. <laughs> if you see, if you look at well, the verse we are looking at, it's the same thing I'm talking to you about education in life. Same thing. Of the knowledge of the Son of Man, the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, hustling and following everything. Chala, if you do this, you prosper. If you go here, you do this. Chala, you buy a car and do taxi. Just do Be the pastor. It's not a good thing. Chala, this pastor thing is, is, a, is, a, is a waste of time. Chala, you do your work. Do work on Sunday. Sunday, more money comes. Work weekends. A shift. This, that. All of that is to and fro. Henceforth, you're to and fro. You're not stable. I don't know what I'm talking to. There are a lot of people are being tossed to and fro. They try this, they try that, they try this. They, they, they are hustling in life because they don't know what life is about. And in the same thing, in the same way, the church is like that. We are in the church. Sometimes we go, sometimes we come, sometimes we do it, sometimes we do it. We are not stable because we are children. You are not matured. You are not matured. You are not matured. And because you are not mature, you are always carried about with every wind of doctrine. Tell it, oil and gas has come home. Let's find a job at Exxon. Forgetting that, tell it, stability is not by following everything that comes around. You can't you can be, you, that's why we talk about planting. Planting is the secret. Planting, being at one place for a long time, doing what you have been called to do, makes you prosperous. Not removing yourself season after season, time after time, going all over the place. That doesn't make you. So you see that the tossing to and fro are people who are not, who are not, who don't know God, who don't know things well. There's a time in life where you settle. I said, there's a time in life where you settle. Even in relationships, there's a time in life where you settle with one man or one woman or something, or one dog, or one cat, something. You settle with something. You cannot be tossed to and fro. A time comes, you know, a challenge. Let, let me just settle with this boy who, who let me just settle. You, 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 can't, you can't be fooling around all the time. Some of you, you like fooling. One boy to another. You've been coming to church for years, but it's one boy to one boy to another, one boy to another. Your vagina is getting disturbed. There's a point in time that your vagina should become a stable vagina for somebody. Stable vagina. 
<laughs> a time to come, we should be no more children. We shouldn't be told when to pray, when to fast, when to read your Bible, when to come to church. There is a time, and for many people, you have been going to school for, you see, how long does it take to, for, for you to go to school and become a mature person? What? Primary schools or six, six years? Add play school and things. Let's say ten years. Primary six, isn't it? And then let's add the four. Uh, prep A, prep B, uh, whatever, uh, 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 whatever. So that's, that's ten. Then you do another five years. That's fifteen. Fifth form. You do a uh, cape. That's, that's, that's uh, 17 years. After 17 years of going to school, ah, you can't calculate 6 by, tw- six, six by 10. Well, it's not 6 by 6 times 10. Uh, how many of us don't know 6 times 10? There are some of you, you don't know 6 times 10. Don't bring yourself. <laughs> when they put it, Mat on the on the on the on the board, you scratch your head like that. You've been going to school for 17 years, for 15 years. The thing called addition, subtraction, long multiplication. You still can't get it. It's the same thing. If you come into church, uh, quiet time, you can't have control over your quiet time. He says that you are carried, you're tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men. You see, and the, and, the, and the carrying about, the things that come, today this thing comes, tomorrow that thing comes. It is all to deceive you. It's all to deceive you. And cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. When you are grounded, when you are rounded, and you enter a place and people are talking about something, you know whether they are are educated, whether they know things or not. Truffles. Yeah. Yeah. Some people can boldly and ignorantly talk about things that they don't know and they don't understand. And they will talk. This is what we call wrong and strong. <laughs> they are wrong and they are strong. They are talking about things that they don't have an idea about. You see, something came up. I think it's probably gone down a little bit. Uh, this cryptocurrency, this Bitcoin cryptocurrency, I never bothered to go into it and even understand. Because it's another wind of doctrine. <laughs> Super bet. It's, 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 it's something to toss you to and fro. All, all those things. This Ponzi scheme. You bring two people and then you get money. It is if you are not matured. When you are matured in life, you do your security job. You, you don't bother with nobody. <laughs> People think that you see you are boring and that you you understand and you are not interested in anything. But no, but you see, you are not you are mature. You you have been around. I remember the day when the pastor friend came to my office and 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 spoke to me about this this same kind of Ponzi scheme. He asked me if I know um, 
the, 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 the most traded uh, uh, about commodity in the world. I said, I think it's oil. He said, yes. And he said, do you know number two? I said, no. Everybody does number two, but I don't know about this number two. He said, then the second thing is coffee. I said, seriously? <laughs> he said, yes. So he explained this, this coffee and this and that and that. You, you, you see, you see, you see. <laughs> At the end of the day, what he was telling me, if I had followed it, I would have been a millionaire, not by the way that I'm supposed to be a millionaire by. Because the system was to get my pastors and my workers into that pyramid and I'll be on top. And I know if I was to tell Raphael, Charlie, let's do this. Raphael will do it. Mary will do it. And say, Carrie will do it. And see that um, um, Elsie will do it. And then, like that, like that. You see, before I realized, I have a whole pyramid scheme. And then I'll be sitting down and then and you'll be working and I'll be collecting the percentage. Now, what, what am I looking for? What is my what is what what is the purpose to what to come to the knowledge of the Son of God? If I've taken church, I have to ensure that if you take computer science, you can't be worried about home economics or home economics. If you are if you if you've taken political science, if you take medicine, if you take law, you cannot be worried about catering. You you have to go deep into it. So if I take ministry. Then somebody comes and tells me about coffee. Then I have to now, if I am a child, then I say, wow, it's a great idea. Then I am carried away by that new doctrine. So as I'm preaching, I'm not really preaching. I'm trying to, after church, you're not doing shepherd's meeting, then we are talking about so-so. You're doing shepherd's meeting, talking about coffee of coffee and how Esther you didn't sell the coffee this week your sales was bad <laughs> you drop, your sales are dropping if you don't take it I will remove you from being an elder in the church you, 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 you see so, so Bible says seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you so there is a way if you are matured you follow the way if you are not matured you try all kinds of things. So we are talking about how you can be a matured Christian. How you can graduate from university. How you can come to the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Is that not our aim? Or oh, we are here looking for something else? So when you see people fall away from the faith, in whatever capacity, they are not matured. They are not matured. And maturity comes with time. 
I'll say it again. Maturity comes with time. You cannot expect to pick mango from a small mango tree in your yard. It is impossible. And that's why we come to church. That's why we come to hear preaching. That's why we come to be led. That's why we come to be talked to. That's why we go through all the things we go through in the church. So that you will become matured. Because Charlie, is he at a point eh? By the time you realize the to and fro has actually taken everything out away from you. You see, the woman with the issue of blood who was sick for 12 years. You see, at a point, the Bible said, doctors have taken all her money. And she wasn't better. You tell somebody to tell you, Charlie, this thing that you are going through, let's go and see an Obia man. Then you go and see an Obia man. Then they say, ah, Jojo, you see, the, the reason why life is not going well for you is because, you know, there's some Baku around you. So let me take you to a pundit to look into your palm and read your palm. Then you go and then the pundit does and then after six months you see that it's not working. Then someone says, oh, there's some, you need deliverance. I know somebody at the Bagdam, Parika Bagdam. Hubu. Well, it was Hubu was the word I was looking for. Hubu Bagdam. But before you realize, you follow. Some people are like that. I said some people are like that. Some people come here and they realize that no, 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 no. This preaching and teaching, preaching and teaching, preaching and teaching. It's not. I want somewhere where they will tell me, go and bring a baku, a hair of the baku man for a breakthrough. It's true. It is true. Immaturity does not make you stay at one thing for a long time. Even though it might be the right thing to do. Hallelujah. Don't you want to be matured? Because when you're matured, you're there. You're solid. You're unmovable. And maturity comes by staying at some things for a long time. I've said that one thing for a long time. I'm not a child. Yeah, I'm not, not at all. Okay, so this Guyana, okay, you know what? When I'll be in Guyana, but let me just go to Barbados and come. I mean, every, every try something and come. You know, Barbados and come because Guyana, Guyana looks a little hard. No, 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 I'm not a child. Hey, I've hustled before. I have been moved to and fro several times in my life. If you don't know. Until I found Jesus and I realized that it is this Jesus that will make me into a matured and a solid person. Oh, we have tried things. Oh. oh. And so that is where you need to come. Now, if you follow what I'm saying and you even go out of the scriptures and look at it in the form of an examination, maturity comes also by knowing why you are doing what you're doing. If you pass an exam, you know how to answer, answer the question. If you pass an exam, you know how to. If, if I, it's not even knowing the answer to the question. Sometimes you have to know how to answer a question. That's what they call something marking scheme. 
And so we are going to do some past questions today. Welcome to school. And the questions are going to test your knowledge and your preparedness for life. A Christian life. Hallelujah. What's the past question number one? This is a general paper. <laughs> number one was up. Question number one. I don't know if you answered it well. Why are Christians different from unbelievers? If you're mature, you know why you will not look at an unbeliever and feel jealous. And feel like you are late. And feel like you are missing out or you are missing something. If you are matured, you look at them and say, eh, good, you try that. I know who I am. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Hallelujah. So that's the first question. If you pass it, I'm sure at your final exam, you'll pass with flying colors. Why are Christians different from unbelievers? Bible says we are a peculiar people because the Bible describes us as a peculiar people. We are peculiar. Peculiar people. Titus 2 and verse 14 says that who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people. A peculiar people. Zealous of good works. Question number two, general paper, 2012. Why do Christians, you're doing past questions from the different years. Are you okay? So we'll go all the way to 1974, we'll come all the way to 2021. <laughs> all the general paper questions, we are doing them. This question number two is from 2018. Why do Christians not have close friendship with unbelievers? That's the first question in 2018, general paper number one. And this one was compulsory. <laughs> it carries 25 marks. If you pass this question, the rest, if you get half, 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 you still make it. Are the teachers with me? Are the good students with me? <laughs> Why do Christians not have close friendships with unbelievers? Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14 and 15, that be ye not unequally yoked together with an Believers, For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what concord has Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? Is it when this classmates group came up? It was also a slate of doctrine. I mean, classmates, you see, you, 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 you have forgotten your... your your fit form classmates only to realize that there's a WhatsApp group and then somebody remembers you and they put you on and you say, hey Charlie are you around? I was excited when, they, when I joined some of those classmates groups to realize that oh, Charlie, some of my secondary school form one, 1986 36 years I have not seen some people and you see them on WhatsApp Charlie, how? Uh, only to realize that no, 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 no. There's, 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 there's nothing in it. All kinds of nonsense people talk on the platform. 
Especially the churches and the pastors they talk about. Then you see that these people are not, as much as we went to school and we are classmates, we have grown and there's still something that is not common between the two of us or between us because they are on a different path than, than, than myself. And so, why do Christians not have close friendships with unbelievers? Because the Bible says we are not to be unequally yoked to unbelievers. How many questions do you have? How many of you were in class last, last Tuesday? You're here. Okay. You have, how many questions do you have? Two or three? Only two? Hey, but you people, you are slow. Only two past, two past questions. The exam says tomorrow. <laughs> Okay, question number three. This is 2017. Multiple choice. This multiple choice question, I think it's a very, very good one. Why do Christians have to be friendly to unbelievers? Why do Christians have to be friendly to unbelievers? Why do we have to be friendly to unbelievers? Remember, we are not to have close friendships with unbelievers. But we are to be friendly to unbelievers. We are to be friendly to unbelievers. Why? The answer here, there is no examiner who will mark you 10 over 10 with this answer I'm giving you here. Because the Bible teaches us to reach out to all men. To reach out, not to befriend them, but to reach out. You have to memorize that. It's coming. I'm, I, I can assure you that this year, this question is coming. Yeah. Yeah. And I pray you remember and answer it the same, the, way, the same way I'm teaching you. Why do Christians have to be friendly to unbelievers? The fact that we are Christians and we are unique and we are not supposed to have cl- close friendship with unbelievers does not mean that we should not talk to them or we should not be friendly to them. to reach out to all men. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 19, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. All nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teach all nations. So, if we're going to teach all nations, it means that we have to be friendly to those who are unbelieving so we can reach out to them question number four this is 2020 yeah that's recent I, I, when I was marking there I was an, I, I'm an examiner when I was marking so a lot of people feel this, this, this question yeah. yeah and this question I can tell every year comes in a different form Every, every moment of your life you will come across this. Why do Christians not marry unbelievers? Maturity is to know why you are skipping lunch when everybody is eating lunch. Why 
do Christians not marry unbelievers? Bishop, you know, I have this bar. I love you bad. But he doesn't go to church. He didn't like church at all. But I love him bad. He's my soulmate. <laughs> we went to school together. Bishop, what do you think? Please don't ask me questions that are already in a past paper that we have answered. Go and look for past questions. If you go to Fogarty's or you go to Austin's bookstore, you'll find these past questions. Metro. Why don't we marry unbelievers? It's not because they are not cute. It's not because they are not sexy. Some unbelievers are even more sexy than some Christian brothers and Christian sexes. They even want to talk about sexiness. Because some Christians, they just, when they become Christians, they just, they just tough. They just tough. Yeah, they just, they just there. They just there. Can't do nothing. Can't move nothing. Yeah. So, we're not talking about the sexiness. We're not talking about how he cares about you. So-called care about you. We are talking about what the book of the law tells us not to do and to do. We are not saying he's, he's not your soulmate. And that we are not saying that he cannot sweep you off your feet. So you boost your head. I don't say that he doesn't give you goosebumps. Because some of you, you're not even afraid of God. When you do the stupidness, you put it on Facebook also. You put it on your status. It shows how immature you are. You see, please understand me. Graduation, CXC graduation is useless. Should I say it again? Those of you who go and wear a gown and go to your former school and say, you are doing graduation. Graduation for what? You didn't pass English. Graduation for what? <laughs> you didn't, some people didn't even pass anything. Why are you not linking graduation to the next, moving on to the next step in your life? You see, in Africa, we don't graduate at secondary school. You don't even want people to see you. don't even want people to see you when you fail. You hide. I remember when we went to check our O-level results in school. We go to the main gate. It was like something like here. So you come to the main gate, and there was a, 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 a what do you call it? A crack, you call it? Like a path. Like from here all the way to Potentia. Backtrack. So you, you know, you enter, you get off the bus, you go, oh, hi, HLA, senior. Oh, yeah, yeah. You go to the headmaster's office, they open the book, they show you the results. When you see your results, you don't go to the main gate, oh, you go to the backtrack. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, you don't want anybody to ask you, oh, I mean, they don't even have to ask you. Your facial expression alone means that mm, <laughs> some subject wasn't good for you. Huh? So, I am not moved by when you finish secondary school from multi back school, wherever you go to school, and then you go and say graduation, and then you put on eye wig and short dress, and meanwhile, you only pass social studies. And your, your mother has gone to buy a nice white dress for you that you are going for graduation. You, you, so, so, so. <laughs> something, something is wrong. Something is wrong. High heel shoe, high wig, and a white dress that tights you that your bumsy is showing. You are the only person in social studies. Let me tell you, let me advise you. When you hear, when you see the announcement for graduation, tear up the paper and then go hang away. Tell them you, you're traveling, you will be there on that day. <laughs> you can see how immature people will go to graduation and they'll give you certificate for doing nothing, for getting nothing. <laughs> uh, you got to be a child to follow things that, that, that doesn't take you anywhere you got to be a child oh yes oh yes you block everybody from your, your class you block all of it you change your number because you don't want nobody to come and find out. Get one. Get what you get. I don't want to hear from uh, something I get. I, I get something. I, I don't want to tell you nothing. Yeah, I get nothing. Why you want my me business? Why don't we marry unbelievers? That's the last question we can do today. I'd say least mass class. <laughs> because the Bible says we should not be unequally yoked to unbelievers. It is like saying that you are a cow and you want to marry a dog. <laughs> I've never seen a cow marrying a dog. <laughs> I don't know where you come from, whether something like that happens. We don't marry unbelievers because the Lord tells us that we should not be unequally yoked. So, no matter how gorgeous they look, Pharaoh. No matter how sexy she looks. Yeah. No matter how tall he looks. No matter how muscular. Because some of you girls, once you see muscles, you get basidi. <laughs> no, when you, when you, when you, when you open the, the paper, and you see question one. No, you, you don't rush. 
skip, come back. You see that you, 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 you break through. <laughs> but if you rush to answer the question about something that your eye is inside. So, oh, say Ralph taught us this arithmetic. Eh, you can easily not work it out well. It's true. Many people have their taste and their kind. <laughs> it's true. And the taste and kind, it doesn't matter to them whether it is a dog or it's a donkey or it's a gutter rat or a rat in the gutter. They don't care. It is, it's a yari or ants eater. It is my type. Now, Spanish people, if you know Spanish people, they are very dirty people. Very, very dirty people. Yeah, they are very, they are very dirty. I once sat on a plane um, to Puerto Rico. Oh, Lord. It was like we were in the market. The, the, the person on, on seat number 14 is chatting with the one in seat number 10. And so they are standing. As the plane is in the air, the person is standing. And so you are between the 10 and the 14. And they are chatting through, oh Lord. But if you see them on the road, like you see them a lot around, they are glowing. And you could, those of you who like this sunshine and moonlight, you can, you can easily be moved. Yeah. Man. Hey. They shouldn't come here again. No? They, they should stay right there in the rain and in the sun. You see, it's like when you are from Africa, when we used to live in Suriname. You see, you are from Africa. And a black person, a black woman who has lived in this kind of world, they, they dress up, they move around, they carry themselves around. You, you, we, we used to think that marrying them or dating them was very okay until you start hearing your Ghana brothers who went to attempt greetings. <laughs> when they share their stories. I will never forget this guy who went to a disco and met a white girl. And it clicked. Goosebumps. I tell white meat. So they ended up living together because the girl had her own place. But the white girl had a dog who was very, very dear to her and very important in her life. 
she sleeps in a room with a dog. We from Africa, we don't sleep in a room with a dog. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? You've got this white, nice, good-looking girl. Works, you know, has all that it has. You are an immigrant. You've traveled to this country to prosper. You meet this white girl. She has things. She's educated. She has a good job. She has her own apartment. She has a vehicle. But she has a dog. And you from Africa, the Baghdad, dogs don't come into the house. <laughs> now you, you're going to sleep. And even on the bed, the dog must sleep on the bed. Then you realize that, Charlie, this, this thing, this, this uh, uh, um, attraction, this thing that you want, it is not what you thought it was. Yeah. No, we, we, many Guinean and African guys learned when they dated Surinamese in Holland that they don't cook, they don't like to cook. And coming from Africa, we, 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 eat, we eat home food. And many of you are like that. You like food from outside. Yeah. We have some Surinam girls here. <laughs> I hope it's like a chapel. A Genesis chapel. <laughs> it's a culture. It's, it's a big challenge for many of you to cook for a man for the next 50 years of your life. They rebuke it. Ah. Once there's Chinese rice, once there's KFC, once there's, there's what? Uh, uh, Compton. Anger for cook every day. Uh, why don't you just, um, you know, relax today and just buy the order pizza? Well, order your mother, not pizza. Order your mother. <laughs> Every Friday is pizza from pizza Friday. <laughs> You have to take this thing seriously. Many of you girls are not prepared to keep and maintain a home where cooking is concerned. Yeah. It's part, it's part of the exam. 50. If you pass that, you get a grade 3. Automatic. Yeah. At least. You have to... <laughs> You have to learn how to. So we don't marry unbelievers because the Bible says that we are not to be unequally yoked. You see, just a quick explanation before I close. When we talk about unequally yoked, the term comes from, the, it's a farming term, right? In the, in the culture of the Israelites. Whenever they were plowing their land, they would put ox and ox. They would put two oxes together that's an oxen. So two of them. And they will put something around their necks to connect them together. And so the plow will be behind them like a horse and a carriage. Right? So you have the ox or the oxen 
and then the plowing, whatever that, what, what sometimes is behind the tractor to plow the land. And then the plower is holding uh, uh, um, the yoke and, and, and holding the plow. So as they, as they move, he's holding the plow and he's plowing the land. But so for, for the ox or for the oxen to focus in one direction and to push each other in the same direction, for the farmer to achieve the, the plowing, the results of, of, of wanting to plow the land, he puts them together with something wooden. So their necks are yoked together. So this ox can't go left without pulling the other person. One can't go right. So if they are going right, all of them have to go to the right. If they are going left, all of them have to go to the left. One can say, I am not going to work today. Because if you say you are not going to work and the other one is going to work, you will pull along. Yeah, that's, 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 yeah, that's, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you see that you, they, they can't, they can't part. When you marry, this is what happens. When your wife says she's not coming to church. And, and many of you understand what I'm talking about. You are married to somebody and the person is going so. Opposite. No, this one here so. You are yoked together. What it means is that when I stop, you have to stop. So many people don't even understand marriage. He said, me? I ain't stupid. I ain't taking that for nothing. You've forgotten that you are yoked. So you are not, you are, you are not, you are not, you are not, <laughs> you, you are not, knowledge, you are not, you are not knowledgeable, you are not, you are not matured in your mind to understand that when you marry somebody, you marry things that you like and things you don't like. But then when you see the things you don't like, then you begin to flare up. You begin to manifest. You begin to manifest. You begin to catch fits. <laughs> yeah, you begin to foam at your mouth. You need like a car to wake you up. Because you're forgotten that when you entered into a relationship with this person, you are heading the same direction. Until you realize that, ah, this ox he doesn't like the things I like. The direction he's going, I can't go that direction. So then you have to now go to court and take off the yoke. Bust the yoke by law. They realize that everybody now can be free. So Christians do not connect to unbelievers like this because what happens is that you are light and you are connecting to somebody who is darkness. The bazooka it will cause, will, will release evil spirits. Yeah. No, because for, for, you see, for some of you, because you are not matured, you are affected by things that the law of God does not allow or does not encourage. You've never seen something so humongous like that in your life. Marcel. <laughs> <laughs> So you say, you know what? You like it. And you will be yoked together with such a, a 2 by 12. 
Hey, bazooka. Only to realize that after the bazooka, there's real life. There's stress. There's frustration. There's money. <laughs> there's, this, there's no money. After being shot at, and you are dead, <laughs> and you are resuscitated. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to give me two by twelve bazooka. <laughs> you have failed. I've, I've left this yoke thing. Oh, I'm talking about bazooka. This is about three or four yokes you are giving me. I done. I done with yoke. It's about two by twelve bazooka. I'm talking about. You giving me scriptures? Your face. <laughs> One is it two by twelve bazooka? If you understand what I'm saying, yeah. Are you following? So, if you are matured, Bishop doesn't have to tell you. Is a is a, the guy you are talking about? Is he a Christian? Bishop will ask you that when you are not matured. It means that you are being tossed to and fro by some wicked chick. You know, some of these unbelievers, they can rough you up, isn't it? Because the Christian boy doesn't rough you up, so you don't like that. There's some demons in you uh, that doesn't work with these Christian brothers. <laughs> the demons in you, it works better with these un- unbelievers. They rough you up. They rough you up. They choke you. They, they choke you. They say, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, you see that 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 demon in you raises up. Yeah, choke you. It's true. Many of you girls failed this past question when you saw it in the exam. Because you did not see what a mature person sees. That as for this one, I better stay single. This is disease. <laughs> this is high blood pressure. <laughs> this is moderation. No matter how big and tall and how muscular and how cute he looks and where he works, he is depression. <laughs> a mature person sees that. Any mature person says, you know what? What the heck? I've been in this church for too long. Nobody telling me nothing. <laughs> I started working at this place and, and this, this assistant manager watching me and watching me and watching me. To hell with Bishop. <laughs> to hell with Bishop. I want to be choked. <laughs> Strangled. Unequally yoke? What well, the one yoke around him is unequal. I like the yoke. He's my type. Matured Christians know that. That? No. Nah. No. Nah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, if you're a mature student, when you sit in a class, you are not concerned about whether the teacher is teaching well or not. <laughs> you are interested in you. You say, well, you are mature. You go to school. No, nobody tells you come. Even if the lecture is six o'clock, you go. Because as a mature person, you know what you need education for. It's when you are young and stupid and you are tossed to and fro. That's when you go to school. When a teacher comes, you are doing something else. Maybe mature in, Christ, in Jesus Christ. My time is up. Stand to your feet, please. Nah. Father, thank you for tonight. What a blessing it is to hear from you. We are changed. We are washed by your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. For booking and more information on the ministry of Victor Collins, please call us on 592-691-5301 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. God richly bless you.